Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 10th of August, 2022. A pleasure to be here with you on this Wednesday evening. I am Nadine Blaney. Did I say this is a COB already, Scotty? I think so. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, hump day, so I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, when I looked at uh, the final performance coming through on the S&P ASX 200, which, by the way, was down below that 7,000 level, 6,993, off by half of a percent, I thought, what happened? Um, I th- is it just trepidation ahead of this U.S. inflation report? It looks like there's just an absolute bloodbath outside of the financial sector and a few individual names, just a real beating down, particularly in the tech space and healthcare. So there's longer duration parts of the market getting hit very hard. And you wonder whether that may go and reflect some of those concerns about looming inflation risks and then potential impact it will have on bond yields. What would you say the consensus is amongst the guests that you've been speaking with this week about what we can expect from this inflation report? I'll I'll go first and I'll just say, you know, Matt Sherwood is a great example. And uh, he reckons that this could be the trigger for another leg down in markets. He's not believing the narrative that there's going to be a Fed pivot. And he thinks that tonight could be the decider. Well, we saw that big upside surprise the last month's figures. We get a repeat of that. Uh, once is an anomaly, twice is a trend, and it would really go and pave the way for a, a rethink about this you know, uh, stickiness story. And if we don't go and see you know, inflation start to come off, the good side of the equation start to come off, as we've seen in other prices, then we have a real problem in our hands, and the Fed will have to go and become even more aggressive than we've already seen. Yeah. You know what I thought was really interesting as well when I was speaking with Matthew Sherwood from Perpetual, I should say, he was, um, you know, referencing the, the seven-week sort of rally that we've seen in equities and saying, don't get too carried away by this. Don't read into it because, in fact, this bear market rally has been less pronounced, has not been as hot, if you could say it that way, uh, as compared to other bear market rallies. So, again, he's just saying, don't get ahead of yourselves, people. He wants you to remain diversified, remain alert. Caution is key. And uh, yeah, prepare for a still aggressive Fed Reserve. Yeah, absolutely. And in the end, it comes down to earnings. That's the uh, the big driver of uh, what happens with stock valuations. And you can talk about you know, what happens with bond yields and everything else, liquidity-driven rallies, bear market rallies, but it really comes down to earnings. And in an environment where we have economic growth, which is expected to slow, quite pronounced at this point in time, uh, it does not bode well when it comes to earnings risks. No, and analysts are starting to revise lower their earnings outlooks. It's just that, um, yeah, buy side's been pretty, has been pretty enthusiastic over the past seven weeks or so. Uh, we've got a link to an interview I did with Carrar Capital's David Sikulski in the show notes. It's pretty good. So he gives his uh, assessment of the lay of the land, and he just sees risks everywhere. But you know him, Scotty. That, that's an exciting time for the likes of David Sikulski. Perhaps not now. He said now might be too early uh, for the likes of 
you know, the UK and some of those economies that are really suffering already. But he is, you know, he's on the sidelines ready to pounce. You can listen to that interview via the show notes. Hey, uh, you didn't have uh, tons of interviews in your last uh, stint on air because, of course, we had Matt Common join Kashi. Uh, Matt Common, CEO of Commonwealth Bank, etc. You listened in, though, Scotty. I could see you there. Uh, what did you take away from mm-hmm. it? That uh, his comments are very guarded. And uh, I've got to say, probably, uh, I'm not sure the true uh, concern about the, uh, the future was, uh, was being expressed by Matt. But that's not really surprising. Uh, he's got to go in and talk it up. But certainly uh, some of the, uh, the macro picture, some of the discussions I have with other members of the CBA community, uh, certainly maybe a little bit more cautious about the outlook as well. So uh, he's cautious as well, of course. But to me, it's, uh, things are looking fantastic here and now. But, uh, of course, what matters really is what happens ahead. Look, I I thought, I was listening in as well, excuse me, that as compared to the comments on paper, at least, from Ross McEwen from NAB yesterday and its quarterly result, I thought Matt Coleman actually sounded a lot more cautious. Uh, NAB yesterday was talking up consumers' ability to deal with inflation, talking up the fact that 70% of homeowners were ahead in their payments. But Matt Coleman, even in that interview with Kashi today, was saying, look, uh, there is a very real risk of recession. Kashi pushed him on it to say, well, what's the percentage? And he said, well, it's not zero, let's put it that way, but you could tell that it's definitely more than than 50%. Um, so look, if you would like to listen to that interview in detail, you can do so. It's via the show notes as well or on the website at osbiz.com.au. What I can tell you is that the banks were the outperforming sector today, Scuddy. CBA, though, the underperformer. It did managed to end the day in positive territory but just it wasn't it it was a blockbuster result in terms of cash earnings uh, you know and profits but it was definitely a muted reaction out there to the results yeah a bit of a victim of its own success and i think what happens when it comes to the commonwealth bank because it goes and reports out of cycle compared to the other majors so when it releases its full gambit of, of details it often leads to a big pronounced move one way or another in the other majors and we saw that today like anz is up 3.7 percent that's massive coming through there also some big gains of more than one and a half percent or so for nab and westpac so it really shows that cba gives the green light for the broader banking system everyone just goes and piles into those other names to uh to cba's detriment yeah. All right. Um, back to the here and now. We're watching U.S. crude futures falling over a dollar to uh, below that $90 per barrel level. I had a couple conversations about oil today. Name dropping again, but David Sikulski is one who uh, believes that we could see oil prices rise once again. He doesn't see that inflationary um, you know, contributor off the radar. Angus Geddes from Fat Profits uh, disagreed with that, but I spoke with Daniel Hines from ANZ. He too uh, says that the supply side of the oil equation is not yet been addressed. And and a lot of that uh, in that conversation, which is online as well, um, goes back to China. And um, I'm saying that, Scotty, in part because I didn't pay attention to iron ore today. We did have some data out of China. PPI and CPI uh, came in lower than expected. Um, what, uh, what, uh, what, what was happening in commodity markets in China today? The bulks are up pretty hard. Not as, the iron ore prices are, is hanging tough uh, in Dalian, but uh, it's still off its recent highs. But you're not a lot of movement is going to be said from what we started at today. Uh, but yeah, the other uh, PPI story, which is a really good one when it comes to uh, you know, inflation story broader across the globe in the months ahead, uh, was quite uh, quite a bit softer than what the markets were expecting for. So maybe some concerns there when it comes to the implications for profitability as well uh, amongst uh, some of the miners. But 
yeah, interesting uh, moves. But yeah, uh, it's it's softer. We know that the other problems that China are dealing with at the moment, uh, rolling COVID restrictions. I've heard some islands got eighty thousand people at tourist resort, basically locked down. People can't go and leave because of a COVID outbreak. Uh, better than the me. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree with you there. As you know, um, a few company-specific stories out there today. I know I'm jumping all over the place here today. I'm not quite sure why. Um, but in terms of earnings season, it wasn't just Commonwealth Bank. It was computer share. It was down by 5%. So it was a pretty poor result coming through there. We had Grain Corp again out with a profit upgrade. And its share price rose about 5%. Elders, you know, coming along for the ride, it was up by about 3%. So, yeah, it's, these reports are starting to trickle in today. Uh, definitely a, a mixed reaction to some of these results, but um, definitely having an impact on overall market performance, at least in percentage terms when it comes to this local market. Um, what kind of conversations are you listening to when it comes to earnings season here locally, Scotty? Uh, just about some of the names that people are keeping a pretty close eye on. I uh, had a good chat with uh, Mark Garner from Macro Capital about some of the names that he's going to be look, watching pretty closely in the energy space. Uh, no, also, he's looking for some of the results coming through from founder-led companies. So take a listen to that one. It would uh, it'd be a good, uh, worth your while to go and get the details as to what he's keeping an eye on. Yeah, and um, as far as what we are expecting from, well, let's get to the stock of the day now that we're on results. I could have done it around Commonwealth Bank, but uh, here we go. We had Kashi speaking with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, Andrew Veitland from DP Wealth Advisory. Here's what they had to say about the CBA results. Result was not too bad. It was uh, just slightly ahead of consensus, about 2% ahead of consensus. And certainly that uplift in dividend was welcome, albeit on the current share price, it's about a what 3.85% fully franked dividend. So certainly not as high as some of the other banks. Um, as you spoke about, Koshi, the result, the beat was uh, mainly driven, well, in part driven to the winding back of some of the COVID provisions that they actually had in place. So, again, it's quite right to do that, but equally so it's not just sort of a straight business growth piece. There's a couple of other moving parts there as well. Uh, would I be paying $101 for CBA at the moment? I probably would struggle a little bit with that. It is a hold only because it is such a money printing machine and it has had a massive rally off that sort of $87 to 100 bucks odd. Um, I would probably, you know, as Andrew says, once the dividend's out of the way, maybe the incentive to own this one diminishes slightly. It is trading at a big premium as always to the other three banks. Is that justified? Probably, yes. Maybe it's um, trading at a big premium to other stocks that you think well maybe they've got more growth i don't know but yeah it's a hold but i'm just still concerned about the issues with higher rates delinquencies bad debts etc i know we've got you know full employment we've got uh, growth etc but it's just niggling at the back of my mind still mm -hmm. that um, you know all is supposedly rosy but maybe it's not. The other thing that was slightly worrying about the numbers was Macquarie seems to be making some inroads into the mortgage market. So there's a view from our expert guests on Commonwealth Bank, the stock of the day. Uh, Scotty, look, in terms of reporting season tomorrow, we do get a few more companies coming through. We will get uh, AMP, we've got uh, QBE, we've got Telstra, and we'll be speaking with Andy Penn. Well, Koshi will be again. He's getting 
getting a few of these this year. Um, and he'll be doing that in the call. So just after 12 p.m. Uh, local time here in Sydney. So you'll have to set your watch separately to that, Scuddy. And uh, GQG, so an investment manager, it is reporting and we'll be speaking with the CEO as well. Other than that, though, Scuddy, I mean, we've got Yes, we've got the, the inflation report in the U.S. tonight. But tomorrow, we've got weekly payroll, jobs, and wages. Not, not much else on the calendar for us here locally, actually, for the remainder of the week. No, not at all. So it's going to be more earnings-driven, you to suspect, uh, over the next little bit. Interesting as well, we're starting to see a few of those tech companies joining the other sectors, such as uh, you know, retailers and others that have gone and, and, and warned about profitability. And I just wonder whether that's going to go and take a bit of the gusto out of this rally as well. We saw overnight I know some of those similar moves taking place. So that will be probably the things I'll be keeping an eye on. But we know front and centre will be that inflation report tonight. Uh, I asked Deanna Messina from AMP Capital towards the close today what figure she's going to be watching. Uh, is it going to be the core or the headline figure? And she doesn't know. It's one of those confusing ones at the moment. Uh, the underlying measure is expected to accelerate further on an annualised basis, but uh, the headline is expected to drop. So how the market reacts, well, we'll find out very soon. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. It will certainly go a long way to answering a lot of the questions I've been posing over the past, well, how long now? But definitely this week. So a very key report. I look, I look forward to discussing it with you tomorrow with all of our guests as well. Should we call it a day? Let's call it a day. We'll see you for Thursday. See ya. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.